0: happy to be able to host this tonight. It's always an exciting evening and we're happy to be honoring a group of new inductees. The first one of these uh, occurred in 1983. The uh, actual site at the University of Winnipeg, original site, was opened in 2001. Since then uh, our site has been moved. Our site has been relocated to another spot at the University of Winnipeg and that happened in 2011 and that's where we are today. And many people were out this afternoon at a reception we held at the Hall of Fame. Thank you for being there. Anybody who has not seen it, it's on the second floor of the Duckworth Centre. We are still the only province, and I emphasize that, the only province in Canada to have a permanent site for a Basketball Hall of Fame, and we're very proud of that. There is even no, thank you, there is even no Canada Basketball Hall of Fame site. It exists, but only virtually, and we're very proud of it, and uh, we have collected a large collection of heritage items, and anybody who wants to donate is uh, more than welcome to do so. I'm going to try to be as brief as I can up here tonight. Uh, It's mainly because of my throat. I don't want to get it cut. (laughs) Uh, But it's been a very busy week uh, in, uh, in and around Manitoba. I would first like to wish all of our Jewish friends out there a Happy New Year or Rosh Hashanah. I believe it's the year 5783 in the Jewish calendar. I'm still putting 5782 on my checks So I'm gonna have to change that. Recognize that we acknowledge that we are gathered on ancestral lands, Treaty 1 territory, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Denny peoples, and on the national homeland of the Red River Metis. All are welcome at this event. Uh, This event is being live streamed and recorded. Uh, Many of you have, I think, sent out the link, and it will be, uh, the recording of this will be put on our website. Uh, hopefully by tomorrow, if not tomorrow, by Monday. Uh, there are a number of people I'd like to right now uh, make sure we thank. First of all, the members of our Hall of Fame committee. If they want to stand, some of them are, uh, still can do that. Um, <laughs> so I'll just mention their names, if they can wave, if, uh, if anything. Uh, I'd like to acknowledge Vic Pruden, our past chair, Janet McMahon, Wes Crimble, Colleen Dufresne, Morris Glimcher, Jerry Hemmings, Jerry Olchina, Susan Johnson, Ken Apolko, Carol Plain-Hosgood, Kyla Shore, Ted Stowes, and Adam Wedlake. Thanks to all those people. (laughs) And many of those were selling tickets of various kinds before. If there is any last-minute ones, put your hand up and somebody will come and serve serve you a ticket, and you can... uh, Uh, hopefully uh, get and win one of the prizes that we've got. Uh, There's also a number of groups that I'd like to thank who are here tonight and uh, are big supporters of our Hall of Fame. I'd like to thank, in no specific order, the Manitoba Association of Basketball Officials. Those are our referees, of course. The Winnipeg Minor Basketball Association, the Winnipeg Minor Basketball Association Foundation, the University of Manitoba, Brandon University, Basketball Manitoba, I'd like to specifically thank Canotech Consultants and Mr. Ted Fardo. They will be bringing out a a bottle of wine, a bottle of red and a bottle of white to your table and that's courtesy of Canotech Consultants, so thanks to Ted for that. (laughs) I'd also like to thank the Grey Academy of Jewish Education who have been a big supporter of this event, the Prairie Spirit School Division, the Philippine Basketball Association, and the 1976 University of Manitoba Bison team. So thanks to all those groups for their support. We're very appreciative. Um, I would like to now say a very quick grace, if you would. At this time, we pause quietly for a few moments to reflect and to give thanks. We are thankful for sport, teammates, the spirit of competition, memories, all the good things of life, good food and good drink, and for all those whose efforts have set them before us. Let us be good company to each other. Let us enjoy ourselves, and may our friendships be strengthened, but let us not forget that many are less fortunate. What we desire for ourselves, we wish for all. To this end, may we take our share in the world's work and the world's struggles. Amen. Also, as is our custom, let us remember by name those of who have passed away in the three years it's been since our last gathering here. Some of these are inducted members of our Hall of Fame. Others just are important people in our extended basketball community. We miss all of them. We remember Phil Tynes, Don Iwanchuk, Kate Harvey, Irene Rathwell-Frader, Douglas Franklin Hemmings, Trevor Hoylett, Bill Peacock, Phyllis Rumsey, Earl Allen, Bill March, Rod Pepler, Charlie Duthit, Cliff Arnott, Jack Ma, Barry Green, Christine Penner, Roy Williams, Denise Berger, George Berger, Mike Squark, Lou Taylor, Don Layden, Zoe Robinson Alby, Marie Galanchuk, George Fontaine Jr., Jack Frader. Matt Johnson, Ross Zilke, Bob Neville, John Antoniak, Marv Pearl, Gary Grubert, Philip Labongo, Wally Holoka, Warren Ponzak, Ken Johannesson, Trevor Harder, Norman Kornberger, Mark Ham, Bob Magel, Emma Arnett, Kay Cassano, Dennis Pelisic, Kathleen Kelly, Jacob Hall, Marielle Sinclair, Darwin Simodiak, Elizabeth Gaiman, Bob Hogue, Marg Crandall, Pat Alvastead, Dave Booth, Dr. David Barber, Bob LaRose, Meyer Rip, David Reimer, Ron Peltier, Dorothy Barber, John Alderdice, Jerry Hildebrand, Gladwyn Scott, Doran Lindell, Terry Angus. It's a long list, thank you very much. Let's remember those people and let's enjoy the rest of the evening. Dinner will be served immediately. I'd like to just acknowledge uh, our inducted members that are here uh, with us tonight. Uh, these are people who have been uh, inducted uh, as individuals or on teams in the past, in no specific order. Uh, Dan Becker, we could wave. Where are you? There you are. Wave, Dan, so people see you. There you go. Uh, Dick Bevan, I'm going to mention in a moment. Ken Galanchuk, Dave Mills, Ken Apolko, Daryl Rumsey, Aaron soroko Drazik, Ted Stowes, Glenn Targerson, Bob Town, Rick Watts, and I guess me. Um, I guess. Uh, Colleen Dufresne, Jaime Fox, Jerry Hemmings, Jerry Olchina, Dave McNabb. Bill Moody, Vic Pruden, Wayne Ruff, Mike Ruda, Bill Wedlake, Dwayne White, Dennis Wilson, Kyla Shore, Carol Plain-Hosgood, Greg Daniels, Doug Freeth, Grant Watson, Ray McCall, Don Hunter, Kevin Kelleher, Brian Rumsey, Morris Glimcher, Randy Cassano, Russ Horble, John Gerben, Doug McGregor, Brian Kornberger, Yvette Milner, Randy Lesouk, Diana Posthumous, Roger Martin, Earl Roberts, Mark Plamondon. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. I said I would mention Dick Bevan. Dick is the oldest member here today, John Lavin. He came in late, that's why. So you don't get your name mentioned when you don't pay up front. <laughs> um, Getting back to Dick Bevan. Dick is the oldest member here tonight. Dick is into his 90s. Dick played on those uh, great Winnipeg Stellars teams of the early 1950s, the won national junior championships. If you haven't read the story of the Stellars, it's worth reading. It's been recorded in a number of books, but welcome to Dick. Dick is over here. Where are you, Dick? Wave at us. There he is over there. And thanks to all of those people for being here. One other thing we'd like to do, again, dinner can keep, you can serve dinner, is uh, Carol Plain Hosegood, a member of our com- uh, committee, is going to come forward and tell you all about this beautiful colored piece of paper that you have in your programs. Carol, thank you.
1: Thank you, Ross, and congratulations to all of the uh, inductees tonight. Very exciting evening, and so fun to look around the room and see. Um, your idols that you played with on provincial teams, Karen Ridd, that's you. <laughs> I tell you, I was—I think I was 16 years old when, uh, Karen, I don't know, you were maybe second year university and it was just one of those things you look up to and I haven't seen Karen in, I don't know, 30, I'm sure 30, 40 years and it's pretty cool to see you here tonight. So... Um, enjoy seeing each other tonight, enjoy the camaraderie amongst each other. I'm here, Ross said brief, and I know um, I will be brief. So five years ago, we started as a committee, we felt it was important um, to maintain the longevity of the Hall of Fame, and we started an endowment fund that is part of the Winnipeg Foundation. Uh, Through that fund, we have created the ability now to continue to fund the museum in perpetuity and we're really excited about that. But the other side is we want to continue to grow that to make the hall bigger and better and to be able to expand that possibly to other programs be it scholarship or uh, maybe other Hall of Fames to support those within the province. So within your program you'll see a piece of paper. You can all read it um, and find out a little bit more about the fund. but every donation makes a huge difference so anywhere from ten dollars to a thousand dollars it all adds up and makes a huge difference so that we can continue to maintain this hall um from now and forever so thank you very much enjoy your evening a lot of dignitaries with us here tonight i'd like to mention specifically the minister of
0: sport culture and heritage andrew smith where are you thank you thank you for being here this is a special event and we're happy to be able to take a few moments out of our evening to recognize and celebrate the fact that uh, an idea percolated in 1997 has grown into something from about it started with about 40 teams and now has over 200. The Winnipeg Minor Basketball Association is very very special to us in Basketball Manitoba one of our most important members. So ladies and gentlemen This is the Winnipeg Minor Basketball Association.
2: It's the success of the
3: league. The volunteers who have volunteered and made it happen and took a specific interest in making it happen. The sky opened, the sun shone on us, everything just aligned and it was just, just fantastic. And it still is fantastic. It's a great league. Just following a format initiated and installed in, in other jurisdictions was terrific. And it was just a matter of using that uh, format and it was already successful. So I knew it was going to be successful here. People have stopped me over the years. I've always uh, kept all my uh, WNBA shirts and things like that. And I probably wear them wherever you know, they'll look and say, oh WNBA, you're at the WNBA? I said, oh yeah. And they said, man, that was a great league. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We won these pennants and we won the league. They remember winning things or participating with things and, and having great coaches We set up our basketball courts that way, so that 50 years from now, we wanted those courts to look as pristine as they look today, and that there'll be a remembrance that the WNBA was the start of great things in basketball here. And I think this really created a huge amount of energy from within our Winnipeg community to have kids participate in basketball.
0: Ask the gentleman that you saw in the video uh, Mike Ruda to come forward he'll say a few words Mike is an honored member of our basketball Hall of Fame uh, based on of course the fact that he was in many cases the founding member of the WNBA although I know he will deflect a lot of the credit we also have Ted Fardo who I believe was the first president of the Winnipeg Minor Basketball Association and many others who were original so I'll turn it over to Mike for a minute here you come Mike it's all yours
2: Thank you, Ross, for your kind uh, introduction and thank you to you and the Board of the Hall of Fame for the uh, video uh, tribute and including us in today's uh, 25th uh, uh, event. 25 years ago, we had a a dream uh, that all youth uh, could participate in basketball at the community club level, allowing them to develop their love for the game under fair, fair play principles providing funding for uh, those in need, offering scholarships to those who excelled, and constructing best-in-class outdoor basketball courts for the community to use that would be maintained in excellent uh, condition in perpetuity. We're proud to say that uh, we we have held to those uh, core values and much has been done. This could only be accomplished with the incredible contribution of thousands of volunteers some of uh, whom I'd like to acknowledge tonight. The uh, Wedlake family is of particular note. Adam, who was our first executive director, held the league together during uh, its early years and and throughout uh, from that time forward with his amazing organizational skills. His father, Bill, and the University of Winnipeg completely supported the WNBA when we first started. And Ross, whose uh, passion for basketball is evidenced here today. Founding members, Jan Voss, Laurie Hiscock, Larry Cabez, Dale Gammie and Adam Wedlick provide an incredible commitment, initiative, vision and support. Doug Co- uh, Coates, our exceptionally talented media and graphic designer uh, devised our original logo and all others that uh, endure today. And Ted Fardo provided resources and his tremendous construction abilities in fabricating the six outdoor courts we have uh, today. And um, I should also mention Greg Boron, who actively uh, was involved with our founding members in the Hoop Fest event. Also, our re- uh, referee convener, uh, Reed Kenyon, started with us 25 years ago and has, has kept a, a steady hand in the development and scheduling of referees in our league. I'd also like to thank past presidents Dwight McNeil and Ted Fardo, uh, together with our current uh, president uh, Terry Wallowick, our executive director Sean Close, our anniversary committee, and everyone who's served on the boards for their outstanding contribution and leadership to basketball. And importantly, I'd like to thank all of our volunteers, including the community club conveners and coaches who have provided their time, energy and talent to furthering the sport. I must say it's been a uh, great time to reflect and celebrate over the past year. And collectively, we're confident that we have positioned the league for future generations to enjoy. In closing, the WNBA would like to congratulate today's inductees and thank them for their tremendous contribution to basketball in Manitoba.
0: Thank you. It's amazing to think that it's been 25 years And when you look at the page in the program that lists the major events in the WNBA history, you can see the uh, great effect it's had on the game of basketball in the the province of Manitoba. And we're very lucky to have all of those people that uh, Mike mentioned uh, volunteering in various aspects uh, of the game. We'll move on now to our inductees, and we'll first talk about the inductees in the player category. First one we'll mention is Sean Gray. Sean was, and adds his name, to a list of great Bobcat players. You have to just look to the inside of your program and see the names of many inducted players, and I won't mention them all, but people like Jerry Abernathy, John Carson, Janet Lumsden, Whitney Dabney, Joey Vickery, Patrick Jebison, and others. These are people whose uh, name, Sean Gray, will go alongside and he, can, he holds a candle with any of those. He was as good as there was and uh, he accomplished a great deal in his time at, uh, uh, with the Bobcats. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Sean Gray.
4: Sean Gray was one of the all-time greats to wear Bobcat blue and gold. He played five years at Brandon University from 1993 to 1998 and never took his foot off the pedal. He gave on a level that just
3: was beyond, that just on that other side of logic because he was all hard. And it challenged me because I always felt, wow, okay, you know, I can give more, you know, I can do more. If this guy is just going to go like bonkers like that, I, I have to have something more to give.
4: The Toronto native was a four-time Great Plains Athletic Conference All-Star and was named an All-Canadian in 97-98. In 1996, he guided the Bobcats to the pinnacle of Canadian University men's basketball and was honoured as a National Tournament All-Star. Gray came through with a game-changing play in the championship final, which came as no surprise to those who know him best.
5: A lot of people remember that, who didn't see him play every day. But to me, that's the type of guy he was. What we needed at the time, he was going to get it for us. If we needed a a big rebound, he was there. And his arms were so long, and he and I were down there. He got me with a few elbows a few times, but I, I loved
4: the dude when I played with him. He was awesome. After his time with the Bobcats, Gray played professionally overseas in the Netherlands and Belgium, winning two championships, He then returned to his basketball roots and became head coach at his alma mater, Martin Grove Collegiate. Under his guidance, his boys basketball team won a provincial title in 2010. In 2016, he was enshrined into the Brandon University Sports Wall of Fame.
5: You have to kind of just walk the walk and live the life and go as high and as far as you can until someone says, stop, guess what you did? Then you have a moment to sit back and reflect like, yeah, okay, I did it.
4: We are proud to induct Sean Gray as a member of the class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: That block that they showed in the video there on Greg DeVries in the 96, I think it was, Jerry, is still, in my opinion, one of the great defensive plays in CIS national tournament history. It would go along with Patrick Jebison's block against Victoria a few years earlier. When I played, when we played against people like Sean Gray, thank God I never played against them, um, <laughs> but when we played, we, used, we would often say that it was like shooting over Eaton's. Now, if we said that today, nobody would know what you mean. <laughs> so I'll put it in today's vernacular, it would be like shooting over IKEA. <laughs> but uh, he was a force for sure. We're very happy that he has. Uh, chosen to join us here tonight from Toronto and as it said in the video he still is teaching and coaching at his alma mater Martin Grove Collegiate he's here tonight with uh, Roger Martin and uh, some other uh, teammates and friends from uh, various teams and I would now like to call forward uh, Jerry Hemmings, coach of the Brandon Bobcats during Sean's time And Jerry will make the official presentation of the award to the newest member of our Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame, Sean Gray.
5: Take your time, coach. <laughs> I know I have three minutes, so I'm going to get it all done. I wrote a long speech on the plane here, but I will try and get through it quickly. I apologize if I go over by a couple of seconds. Um, it's a pleasure to be back in Manitoba after the mosquito season and before the frigid weather. <laughs> I am happy being here. Um, this is tremendous being inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's a great honor I'm going through and I'm loving every moment of it. Uh, I'd like to thank the selection committee uh, for picking me and selecting me as a part of this induction. And uh, to all my friends who are live streaming right now from Toronto, I just have to say a small shout out, apologies um, <laughs> to all my Martin Gross staff and students, hello, um, Tammy, Lucy, Bobby, Jessica, Kelly, Vivian, Charmaine, and Lee, hi guys. My wife and my two sons, uh, my wife Brooke and my two sons Miles and Deshaun, I love you guys. Um, you know, personal awards was never a thing for me. It's like modesty in my way. I always believed in my personal success was always my teammate's success. That's why I had such a great team and great guys I played with. And um, winning a championship in '96 was fantastic. That year we won. Our motto was losing is not an option, and that's what carried us all the way through till we won. And it was such a great memory and that I always hold with me dear. Um, traveling from ocean, ocean is great country. A lot of basketball junkies still remember me and, and think about the times I played and how good of a player I was. And um, I'd like to thank Brandon University's administration, their staff, the coaching staff, all my teammates who helped me along the way, my old high school coach, Dave West and Robert Izzard, who is like a father to me. Um, and of course, more importantly, my mother, I want to thank her. She always taught me how to work hard and that's what I carried on the basketball court with me. And uh, my great coach, Jerry Hemmings. <laughs> I'm sure everybody has stories, but I'm going to tell my one little story here real quickly. <laughs> when he came to Toronto to recruit me, he walked past all the drug dealers and the hookers and all of them coming through. <laughs> they were wondering who's this white man coming through the hood. <laughs> And he had a pot of flowers with him. And he came to our house and he told my mother, "Uh, Veronica, I want your son to come to my university to get a degree and win me a championship. My mom said, fine, take him and take care of him, please. (laughs) After he left, the kind man he is, my mother got out my case. I had to hear from my mother. That American man couldn't take off his shoes inside my house. (laughs) 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 But um, you know, Coach, I thank you for all the years, and and here we are as a Hall of Famer. I really appreciate this, guys, and really kudos to Manitoba Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame. And um, lastly, you know, I'll go with my own little quote that, you know, many great players have used before, and I'll just put it in my own little way, right, and it goes like this. You're not remembered for personal accolades, but you're always remembered for championships, but in my case, I'm a Hall of Famer, damn it. <laughs>
4: Sean Gray, as a member of the class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
5: As you get here, it really starts to build the momentum and, and I'm starting to get excited over the whole thing.
4: From Toronto, Ontario, number fifty-four, Sean
5: Gray. Our motto that year was "losing is not an option," and and we carried that dear to our hearts. And it's just so special to be with those guys and enjoy that time with them. And now I'm here as a Hall of Famer out of that squad. You know, and, and Keith Vas was another Hall of Famer and out of that squad. So it's just fantastic, you know, hanging with my teammates and stuff like that. But
6: stripped away by Darren Semenok, and away goes Greg Kuzma, and he's blocked at the other end by Sean Gray.
4: For us in practice that were part of that 96 team, that effort that the world got to see that was common for us which for a lot of people
5: to see the block he made on on Greg DeVries, for a lot of people that was a phenomenal play that they probably have never seen before. For us being in practice with him, he did that almost every day. That's the kind of player Sean Gray was. So to see him now in the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame, we're not surprised. We're just really happy to be here for him today.
7: Well, you know, Sean Gray was a warrior. I mean, the the bigger the game, the tougher the players, the better he played. He was just an amazing competitor. And, you know, and now being recognized by the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame shows that that work ethic he had and how he developed his skills, you know, uh, made, made him one of the best basketball players or collegiate basketball players to ever play you know, in the province of Manitoba.
0: Moving on, our next inductee, Joanne Wells-Small, again, comes uh, from a, a university where we could list off many names, again, look in the inside of your program, of some great players. Her name will be added to that list tonight and will be well-deserved. Uh, well People like Beth Cochran, People like Jeff Foreman and Noam Frommel, Dory McPhail, uh, uh, Ken Apolko, Bly Degefe, Deb Steele, Donna Posnick. Anyways, uh, her name will be added to this list and it's well deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Joanne Wells Small.
4: With a basketball by her side, Joanne Small, Nee Wells, was sensational. It started by continuing a family tradition in her home province of Nova Scotia.
8: Both my parents played university basketball at Acadia, so it sort of ran in the family. It was something that I remember starting to play at a very young age and just loving it from the start. And my parents were amazing. They got us involved early. They were our coaches and and dedicated to putting in the time and taking us to gyms. And as I got older, my love grew more and more and and the opportunities came.
4: She competed in the Canada Summer Games and wore the Maple Leaf with the national junior team. When she headed to the Prairies to play for the Winnipeg Westmen, she arrived as advertised.
1: Joanne came from the same province that I'm from and also the same high school. At a very young age, I knew about Joanne when she was actually entering the high school and knew that she was a very good basketball player.
4: Small's impact was immediate Being named the top rookie in the Great Plains Athletic Conference in 2000-2001. The accolades continued throughout her legendary career. She was selected as a Canada West All-Star four times and a first team All-Canadian three straight years.
1: She did everything she had to do and more. She never stopped. You know, if we told the kids they had to do cardio three times a week during the season, she'd do four. If we told the kids they had to put up 500 shots in a week she'd put up a thousand.
4: In her fifth and final season, Small was co-captain and led the Westmen to a runner-up finish for the national championship in 2005. She also earned two major awards, Canada West and U Sports Player of the Year.
8: I don't think I could have asked for much more. I don't know if I would have totally believed you, but it would have reinforced, you know, the hard work and the time that I put in. Short of winning a championship, which is the one thing I'm missing, I got to experience so much
4: we are proud to induct Joanne Small, Nee Wells as a member of the Class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: In addition to being a great player, Joanne is a very, very nice person. She works at the University of Winnipeg Collegiate. I get to see her there sometimes and I see her at various uh, soccer games and that with her kids. There's only one bad thing I can say about Joanne Wells, and that's that she married a volleyball player. (laughs) we got to have some standards, right? (laughs) Although Jared's a good guy, so I think we'll give her a break. Uh, She's here tonight with her husband, Jared, and her two children, JC and Joel, and her mom and dad, Joan and Joe, who have come all the way from Nova Scotia to be here, and her in-laws and other friends, too. So I know they're all very happy to be here to be honouring her. I'd like to call forward now Erin Siroko drazik in herself, a member of the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame, who was a teammate of Joanne's, I think, for one year, am I correct? And I was told by some people that Erin acted as a bit of a mentor. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But she will make the presentation of the award to the newest member of our Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame, Joanne Wells Small.
8: Um, First of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much to the Basketball Manitoba Hall of Fame Committee. This is a huge honor to be up here tonight. Uh, And congratulations uh, as well to all the fellow inductees. Uh, There's two really special people here tonight that I know were highlighted in the video, but I couldn't miss a chance to recognize them publicly. Uh, My mom and dad are simply amazing. Uh, As I said before, they uh, provided me every opportunity took me to gyms, gave up countless hours, and they really are the reason I am here tonight. They they started me off loving basketball and just were there every step of the way. So, to mom and dad, I'm so happy that you're here tonight. I love you so much, uh, and this is just so special that you're here with me. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, it's really special that uh, this isn't the Basketball Manitoba Hall of Fame in particular. Coming to Manitoba from away, um, there's so many faces here tonight that are part of the Manitoba basketball community and I was welcomed with such open arms that it made Manitoba feel like home right away. Um, Aaron, it's fitting you you were here tonight to give me this. You were such a mentor and a role model for me in my first year here. And as you've been sharing some stories tonight, you're you're a big part of uh, why I stayed here, and you know, taking me under your wing, especially the first you know few weeks that I was here. So I really appreciate that. Um, as far as my career at U of W, there's so many people to thank. I could never list them all, but teammates, coaching staff, support staff. U of W is second to none. And when you're recognized in a team sport like this, it's really a reflection of all the people around you. So. Thank you to everybody that is related to the University of Winnipeg basketball community because you're a huge part of why I'm up here tonight. When I reflect on basketball, you know, it's always been more than just a sport to me, and this just provided such a good opportunity to to remember the, the friendships and the road trips and traveling in this country and beyond, and they're just all memories that I hold so close to my heart and cherish and... Being here tonight is just a a memory and then something I'm going to put in that bank of of fond memories. It's so special. Uh, Thank you so much again. This is uh, a great honour that I'm going to cherish. Thank you. We are proud to induct
4: Joanne Small, Nene Wells, as a member of the Class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
8: The most nerve wracking thing for me is getting up and even saying a quick thank you. I've never been one to like to be in the spotlight in that way. So besides losing some sleep over that, it was mostly just really exciting. I had my parents fly in from Nova Scotia, which is just a special extra trip we get to have to visit. So, you know, that was the most exciting thing for me. Leading up to the whole weekend, you just kind of reflect on your career and the, and the times you've had, in particular with the Westman, because this is the Manitoba Hall of Fame. And, you know, I've just been thinking a lot about how basketball is so much more than a sport. It's, you know, so many friendships and, you know, t- road trips, times in the hotel and, it's it just everything. I'm just so appreciative for everything basketball's done for me. Everybody at U of W is top-notch, you know, as far as teammates, coaches, even extending to support staff. The whole university is so amazing. And, you know, when you get recognized in a team sport, it's really all those people that are the reason I'm here as well. So, yeah, I mean, I thank you. Can't even cover it for the people that were part of this.
0: Thank you, Joanne. We'll move on to the team category, and the first uh, group of teams that we're going to induct is the Joseph Wolinsky Raiders. Now, there are probably people sitting—give it that, give it up, sure, why not? There are probably people sitting here who maybe haven't heard of Joseph Wolinsky Collegiate, <laughs> mainly because it kind of exists, but not as it used to. Uh, Joseph Walensky, I believe, started in 1957 as a very small school on Matheson Avenue in the north end of Winnipeg. And it was there, I believe, till about 97, and then it became kind of part of the uh, Grey Academy uh, of Jewish Education, which is on Doncaster. But for those years, uh, the Joseph Walensky boys sure set themselves apart. I remember when I was a kid, I was kind of into trains a lot, and a a book that I remember very young is, of course, we've all read, The Little Engine That Could. I think this is a pretty good analogy here, because this is a little engine that could. They uh, definitely uh, dealt with a lot of obstacles, and you'll hear and see about some of that as we go on. But um, we are happy to be able to uh, recognize the fact that they won four provincial championships in the 1980s. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Joseph Walensky Raiders.
6: Brings the ball up and fires.
9: Oh, oh, banking in a, a shot.
6: Not too, too long ago, chance to review the videotape of the game. In my mind, I think I played a lot better than I actually did. When I looked at, I, I could see some, you know some of those rebounds that I missed that I should have been getting.
4: The Joseph Walensky Raiders are rewinding the clock and reminiscing on building a high school basketball dynasty in the 1980s.
6: There's just sort of those pivotal moments in your life that you sort of think shape you. and and that's
4: one of them. The Raiders captured their first ever 1A Varsity Boys provincial title in 1983, defeating Steinbach in the final 58-49. The following year, against a familiar opponent, Joseph Walensky, won back-to-back championships.
10: It really was, I guess, a commitment to, you know, the intensity of it all. We really wanted to win, I'll be honest. (laughs) You know, we really wanted to win. We had this really great sense of chemistry on the court. We didn't have the deepest bench all the time. Every time marching down the floor, or every defensive opportunity, we had to make sure that we were on our game. In 1986,
4: the Raiders reigned again, earning the top prize after winning a nail-biter over Minidosa 68-67. A fourth title came in 1989, the season was filled with adversity, making the victory one to remember.
6: My son's at the same school. He's at the the follow-up to Joseph Walensky. When I walk into the school with him and I walk into the gym, now there is that big gym and now there are those banners hanging. And I keep reminding him and I keep pointing at the one from our uh, our championship year, just as a reminder that, you know, even a school so small, you know, we weren't like the other schools. We didn't sort of have the programs that the other schools had. We didn't have the uniforms. We always felt like the underdog and that, you know, that you could still do it.
4: We are proud to induct the Joseph Wolinski Raiders, the founding school of the Gray Academy of Jewish Education, as a member of the class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: I'd like to call Ted Stowes, a member of our organizing committee and also an inducted member himself to come forward and help me present the awards. I will now ask the members that are in attendance here to come forward, please, in no specific order. Adam Bronstone. Ari Cohen. Dave Lance. Evan Reutenberg. Grant Reimer. Grant Reimer was the coach of one of those teams, I remember. Jeff Hyman. Jeremy Fuhr, Josh Weinstein, Manny Amahude, Maddie Amahude, Morgan Ganetsky, Noel Myers, Randy Lasuk, who coached the 89 team, was the head coach of the 89 team, Seth Marks, Simon Conway, Norman Silver, Stephen Kremer, Kerry Lasuk, who also coached that 89 team, Jacob Coco Cohen, Yamin Mual, Aaron Benarash, and accepting for two members who have uh, unfortunately passed away. The member uh, of the team, Lainey Filko, uh, uh, is accepting on behalf of Sean Filko. And Rami Mays is accepting on behalf of Shauna Rikus. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the Joseph Holinski Raiders. they are going to have to uh, come down in front of each other.
6: You'll, you'll have to go to the back. Yeah, you better go to the back. i me swim. That's it. Who gave you that name? That's right.
11: Where's Coco? Can't see your Coco. Coco's coming. You gotta get in front because you're the smallest.
10: <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the small. You were the smallest. <laughs> you
11: were the smallest.
12: on, guys, you're
1: in.
10: Scrunching.
0: <laughs> speaking on behalf of the raiders uh two will be splitting their time will be first Aaron Beneroche and then josh weinstein
10: i'm the only guy here that has to lower this <laughs> <laughs> well maybe a few of these other guys uh anyways um you know typically at a wedding or uh Any kind of big event like this, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, you thank the out-of-town guests. I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) But there are people that have come from out-of-town just to recognize the significance of this event. Uh, And it is a significant event. And Ross, on behalf of yourself and the committee, thank you so much for uh, this honor that you've provided to Joe Swalinski Collegiate. As you mentioned, a school that no longer exists but has evolved into the Grey Academy and uh, And so I think that's a bit special because there never will be another Joe Swalinski that will be inducted into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, boys or girls. Uh, So that is quite special for all of us because we were a big part of that. The school was a big part of our lives. It was a big part of our community. You accurately said that it's kind of the little engine that kind of made it up to the top of the hill. We really, really did feel that way. Um, I don't think we were ever expected to win win often or win very much, but this group and the coaching and the school was very much behind us. And uh, it was really um, quite something special. I don't know if you know this, but that little school on Matheson Avenue is still there. It's Faith Academy now, but we never had a gym. So if you imagine training and coaches who came to coach us, it's a good thing there was no three point line because if you took a shot from the three point area, you would hit the ceiling. So, you know, we trained the best we could. We often went to the downtown Y, um, but we made it work. So it's a real honour. It's a real special event. I do want to thank Gray Academy for getting involved and making this very special for us and the sponsorship uh, here today and the special gift that you gave all of us. Thank you very much for that. <clears throat> so with that, uh, Josh, thank you.
13: I was was gonna say you would think that they would have taller mic stands here. Um, uh, On behalf of uh, of the 1989 uh, team, I wanna first thank the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame for this wonderful acknowledgement. We also congratulate all fellow inductees, including our fellow alumni from Joseph Walensky Collegiate. While we acknowledge everyone who helped coach and guide us, we must recognize our coach Randy Lasuk for what is now his sixth team to be inducted. Congratulations, coach. Our team has fond memories of our time at Joseph Walensky, which includes changing buildings after the winter break due to a fire at our school. We then relocated to Bedson Elementary School. It was our new home with a real gym, real change rooms, a bigger gym, more man-makers. And I could go ad infinitum uh, about our time there. But I do want to, in this brief moment, share uh, this prestigious honour with three people who are no longer with us. And I'm sorry for this being a bit bittersweet. In 1989, Coach Randy Lesouk was engaged to RCMP Constable Della Bayak, And unfortunately, she was tragically killed in a motor vehicle collision while on duty, and it was the Wednesday before our Provincial Championship weekend. To honor her memory during Provincials, we wore black on our jerseys, and her love and kindness towards us as a team, and Coach Lesue greatly inspired our team's path to victory that weekend, and she is remembered today. On July 6, 1989, we suffered another tragic loss, my classmate and our team manager, Shawna Rykus. She was not only our manager, but was our friend and devoted cheerleader, and was an integral part of our team and its success. I want to acknowledge the presence of her sister, Rami Mays, who is here with us today to honor her memory. And in 1993, our teammate and friend Sean Philco passed away. He was an intense and fierce player, yet served as our comic relief when we were down or struggled as a team. He is greatly missed. And today, I can also, tonight at this wonderful event, want to acknowledge the presence of his sister, Lainey Filko, who has joined us to celebrate her brother's induction. So tonight, I don't want it to be a night of mourning, it's a day to celebrate. And we celebrate Della, Shauna, Sean, the rest of our team, and all we accomplished together as the 1989 Provincial Champs. Thank you again for this honor, and
0: go Raiders, go. I will now present the banner that will hang in the Grey Academy gym to the Joseph Walensky Raiders that lists the Provin- uh, provincial championships in 83, 84, 86 and 89. So congratulations. Take that later. Yes. <laughs> what emotions,
4: what memories kind of start coming into your, your mind?
9: It's just an incredible experience. I recognize a lot of the basketball players here from the bigger schools. We're from a smaller school.
0: We had a chip on our shoulders but we really tried hard and we accomplished a lot you know against the backdrop of our um, of our talent. And, I'm really proud that we're here with all these wonderful people.
4: What uh, motivated you to be here?
0: Being a basketball player and achieving what we achieve collectively and individually. Um, maybe me want to be here. This is an important chapter of my life. I take it just as seriously as being a criminal lawyer in South Florida, where I want to be the best. So I feel proud of being with these people. Our next group of inductees are from the Treehorn Collegiate Tigers, varsity girls. <laughs> Trehern is a smaller primarily farming community in southern Manitoba with a population of about, I think it's about 650 people. It's known for its aquatic center, the glass bottle house, the Run for the Hills Marathon, and especially LJ's drive-in. My grandson says they have the best french fries in the world there. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true, but that's what he believes. In the 1990s and early 2000s, the Treherne Tigers became known as a basketball power. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Trehearne Tiger.
4: The Trehearne Tigers had reason to celebrate throughout the 1990s and early 2000s. The impact of building a basketball dynasty is everlasting.
1: It doesn't matter what route all of us went, I can guarantee we all left having learned a lot from playing basketball, from our coaches and from our teammates. And so it's great to have them recognized. It's great to have our school recognized.
4: The Tigers captured their first ever 1A Varsity Girls provincial Championship in 1995, edging the Hemiota Huskies
1: It's just a very special time and I don't know if high school students know it when they're in it. I'd like to think we did because there was something special about being on that basketball team. There was something, everybody knew it was significant.
4: Trehearn regained the title in 1997 and the high school's historic run kicked into high gear, winning four consecutive championships.
12: We had, used to have a corny phrase, it was a run baby run. We really were up-tempo, like we were consistently scoring in the 70s almost every game.
4: The Tigers again got to the top in 2003 for their sixth title
12: in nine years. You know, we had two coaches that coached together for over 27 years in a row. So the commitment from the players was an important factor because everybody was on the same page. Uh, They they attended practice when we had practice, they attended games, Uh, you know, they gave it all their best. So one of the things we always tried to have is the idea that our practices were tougher than a game.
4: We are proud to induct the Trehearne Tigers as a member of the class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: Pretty impressive to say the least. What is it, six provincial championships in eight years? Like, that's, that's doing something. Anyways, I'd like to call coaches Jim Hoger and John Tate forward, and they will assist me in presenting the awards to the treherne Tigers Varsity Girls. <laughs> These two gentlemen were the coach of all of those teams, by the way. I would like to call forward the names, uh, of, uh, give the names of those that are here this evening. Alison Penner-Aitken, Amber Jeffrey Sacek, Amy miller McLaren, Angela Lovey berard Carolyn Hoger-Pettenod, Carrie Kennedy-Turner, Karina Perkis-Grenier, Courtney Despaglier-Burns, Crystal depa gavignon Jamie Darling, Kate miller Pasquier Kelly, en- Kelly Ennis-Sommerfeld, Kimberly Green, Kristen Turner-Jonk, Lindsay Drummond-Hainsworth, Lindsay irwin Miro, Michelle Lee, Michelle Perkus, Monica Sundell Giernert, Sarah Tate, Tammy Mahone, Tammy Sundell Vigier, and Tara Jeffrey Conrad. If those people would come forward, please. This one always oh, caught me. I know, but it's with all the too many followers.
8: You'll have to come in front, yes. I'll put you step in front of you. I'm using
10: that.
0: <laughs> You're going to have to stand in front of each other, so
8: <laughs> like
0: feel free to take the front <laughs> It's great to see so many of them here and we thank everyone for being here tonight. Uh, Jim, uh, Coach Jim Hoger will speak on behalf of the
12: teams. Thank you very much, Ross. It's my great privilege to say a few words uh, about the induction of the Trigger and Tigers into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame. I would like to begin by thanking the nominating committee the individuals who decided to nominate our team for this honor it is truly appreciated the memories are so many it would take days to tell all the stories and ross has got us all on a time frame so we have to be careful <laughs> but what a great ride we had over the years In 1980 i was asked to coach the girls basketball team by principal doug metcalf i've been coaching hockey for over 12 years at that time and to say i was a rookie basketball coach would be um, a slight understatement. The basketball program at the time was not very active. Uh, the school would play maybe five or six games in a year. Coach Tate and I made the commitment that we were going to take the team to the next level, and we certainly did that. The basketball community helped so much. Clinics run by Bill Wetlake, Colleen Dufresne, Vic Pruden, and others proved so valuable to us during that period of time. I still jokingly recall Vic and Jerry Hummings at a level 2 basketball clinic having a heated discussion about the various merits of some basketball question and wondering, what language are they talking (laughs) As a former hockey coach in Winnipeg, where a trip from St. Boniface to St. James was considered a long road trip, I had no clue what rural basketball coaching was all about. The travel in the basketball season can be very interesting to say the least. We've been storm stayed, we've been driven, driving through the snow, we couldn't see. So it's very, uh, it takes a lot of commitment to be in the basketball program in the wintertime and the ladies you certainly were in that. Road trips to places such as Winnipeg Oasis, Hamiota, Boisevein, St. Laurent and Saskatchewan were perfect for team building. At the time we were trying to build a program and it was hard to get into tournaments. Sometimes we stayed in hotels, but we often brought air mattresses and sleeping bags and slept on the classroom floors. What a great time we had, shooting baskets at 11 o'clock at night and, and, and so on. Coach Tate and I have to thank our wives, Shirley and Michelle, for the amount of time that we were away for all these tournaments. In rural basketball, we would often leave early Friday afternoon, get out of class, I know. We had very generous principals and many times we would not get home until late, very late Saturday night. I mean the worst one I think was Hamiota and I think we got home around 2 a.m., that was the the sort of thing like that if we made the finals. Michelle and and Shirley, you both knew how much we loved doing this and your support was truly appreciated so thank you very much ladies. (laughs) I noticed Ross said that the Prairie Spirit School Division helped sponsor some of this stuff uh, I have to say what a great staff we had at tree and collegiate over the years the staff was committed to having as many different co-curricular activities as possible and everyone did more than their fair share to make coaching a heck of a lot easier when you only have to focus on one sport a lot of rural coaches do not have that great uh, feat. I'd like to thank all of you parents for the support over the years there's a lot of you here today. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. and Mrs. Perkins. did you not have 14 years of watching basketball with four <laughs> different girls? And uh, so it was, it was really impressive to see parents and grandparents travel as far as two hours to watch a tournament game. We used to have a joke here that we had a granny power on our side and uh, the Turner's grandparents, uh, grandmother, would always make us a big pail of cookies. And I often wondered what was in those cookies because we often won the (laughs) tournaments. I have to acknowledge all the great players that we had between 1980 and 1995 Uh, when we were, before we won our first championship. They were able to finish uh, second five times. It was getting a little tiring. (laughs) But they laid the foundation for what the program was all about. I have to admit we did have a Very unlucky series of injuries during that period of time and some of those girls often look back on that and say, if only. John and I coached together for almost 30 years, kind of a long record to say the least. It was a great partnership, uh, to say the least. We did not always agree, but having a different perspective made it possible to come up with many ideas that often worked and occasionally not. (laughs) Finally, the players, all the stories we could tell. Coaching such a fine group of young ladies was truly special. John and I have said many times that uh, coaching you guys kept us young. And look at us, we're like in our 70s. (laughs) We still have our hair. (sighs) It was truly a labor of love and both of us kept coaching even after we retired from teaching. So that I think says a lot about the athletes that you guys were that you sort of set the standards. We always preferred an up-tempo style of basketball. We felt it was more fun for the players. As the video showed, we used to have a corny saying of run baby run to describe what we were trying to accomplish. It was fun playing that way and we liked to do that. As mentioned also, practices were very, very competitive. I could not believe sometimes what somebody would do when we were having a drill and trying to see because there was always a winner and a loser and what they would do so they wouldn't have to do five jumping jacks was like... <laughs> Sarah, can you do a sit-up or (laughs) push-up? As we celebrate this great night tonight, my fondest mental picture of the whole experience of all those years was simply standing back and watching the pure joy and happiness each player demonstrated. Uh, I'll never forget that, just sitting there watching him race out into the court and so on. I would like to acknowledge the players who could not make it today, living away in faraway places such as BC, Texas, etc. We miss having you here. I hope that you'll get a chance to watch today. Ladies, all the hard work you did was truly worth it, wasn't it? (laughs) You clearly showed what a team can accomplish when everyone is working towards a common goal. You achieved something special that few people get to experience. John and I are so proud to say we coached you. Please enjoy and celebrate tonight. Thank you, and thank you very much.
0: Thanks, coach. I'd like to now present the banner that will hang in Treehearn Collegiate, listing the provincial championship teams on it. It'll be yours to take home and you get into the Tiger gym. You can get pictures taken with it later. The we'll yeah,
12: okay. later, yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <it's crying. laughs> wow, Charlie, this is my favorite daughter. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, we'll get her pictures Thank you very much.
7: You know, it seems special at the time, but it's a tiny little school of like 125 kids. You don't think it's gonna be this? In 20 years, yeah, it's it's very exciting.
4: What made those the team that you on and the other ones? What made those teams click? Do you think?
7: Um, I think a lot of credit goes to our coaches. Um, they they definitely got motivated all of us to work really hard. Um, we did a lot. We did a lot of hard work, um, and just personality wise, all all really fit well together. Everybody had a job and. And they did their job really well. And
4: did this event really help bring a lot of people back together again? Like you know,
7: definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a few of us that still live um, like relatively locally that, that we see each other from time to time. But it's really
0: nice to see the girls that moved away for sure. The to take home and get into the tiger gym. <laughs> Move on now to the builder category. And sometimes I am asked, what exactly is a builder? And I can tell you that there are. Discussions, sometimes heated discussions within our own group, of exactly what that means. If you look at our website, there's a long list of things that possibly make up a builder. A builder is often are often coaches. Doesn't have to be though, and a winning coach doesn't necessarily make a builder. In my opinion, if I wanted to make it as short as possible, a winner is uh, sorry, a builder is someone who grows the grows the game. Someone who leaves the game better than it was when they first started to work within it. And I think the four people we're honoring tonight here all have done that in different ways. They have grown the game and the game is better because of their work that they have done and some of them continue to do within the game. I think if you looked up the definition of a builder in a dictionary, you could see these four people's pictures there as examples, great examples. The first builder we are honored to induct is Manny Irines. In my lifetime, Manitoba's demographics have changed drastically. We have now, I believe, over 80,000 Filipinos living within Manitoba. They have brought many things, great things, to our culture and our communities. Great foods. They jolly bee. <laughs> seafood City. <laughs> one thing they brought, and they play a major role in our healthcare system. Let's not uh, underestimate that either. Uh, but let's, one thing they brought with them and continue to exhibit is a love and a passion for the game of basketball. And our first uh, inductee, Manny Aranez, took his own passion for basketball and created opportunities for many others. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Manny Aranez
4: it became clear
14: at a young age where Manny Aranez would find his passion. I got interested in playing basketball when I was 12 years old back in the Philippines. I was asked by my cousins, older cousins, to play with them, and I did. And right after that, I fell in love with the basketball and played almost every single day, from morning before going to school and uh, in the afternoon until it's dark. Fast forward to the
4: present, and he's still going strong. Irenez immigrated to Canada 40 years ago when he was 21. In Winnipeg's Filipino community, he began as a youth coordinator before founding the Philippine Basketball Association in 2001. It started with just seven teams and now features more than 90 teams with 14 divisions. He's a respected
14: man with a big heart and also a lovable man. And his wife can attest on that. Also, his uh, leadership is excellent and as a, a followers, you're not going to have good followers if you don't have a good leader.
4: Players from the circuit also head to New York for the Filipino Basketball Association North American Tournament.
14: Just seeing all these young talents that we have in the Filipino community compete on another level is just amazing. Aranez was elected as the
4: Commissioner of the Filipino Basketball Association of North America in 2015. He's been dubbed the Patriarch of Filipino Basketball, but he humbly disagrees.
14: No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, the reason why I am here right now is because of my committees, my volunteers. They are the ones that put me here. The support, the trust and confidence they've given me it is outpouring, it's very tremendous.
4: We are proud to induct Manny Arenas as a member of the Class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: Manny Arenas becomes, I believe, the first Manitoban of Filipino heritage to be inducted into our Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame. I am sure there will be more to come. He's also, I believe, the best-dressed person here tonight. <laughs> He's here tonight with his wife, Melly and many friends from the Filipino Basketball Associ- Association and from the community, and I won't go on and list all of them, but we're very, very proud to induct Manny Arenas, I would like to call Adam Wedlake, Executive Director of the of Basketball Manitoba, who will come forward to make the official presentation to the newest member of our Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame, Manny Arenas.
14: Is there a smaller microphone here? Um, Good evening. When I received that phone call back in March of 2021, I have not been able to sleep properly, (laughs) especially in the last week. I just could not believe this. You see going back when I was 12 years old back in the Philippines, I just want to play the game. I love basketball so much. Like I said before, I fell in love with a basketball before I fell in love with a girl. (laughs) Um, My mom. She loves watching me play basketball. She gets into a fight whenever someone is harassing me. (laughs) My dad said I was too short to play the game, and he was right. But my mom really encouraged me to keep playing. She would have been really proud of me today. Since I came to Winnipeg in 1979, I have been involved in basketball as a player, organizer, and in the year 2000, my brother Muriel over there, and I formed the Lipeños Basketball League with only seven teams. Few years later, we became the fastest growing basketball league in the community we immediately joined the Filipino Basketball Association of North America and quickly made headlines on every Labor Day weekend, whether we are in Canada or in US. We have won in all divisions, from the Mosquito all the way to the Grandmaster Division, or the 55 plus. Other other people calls it band gate division. (laughs) But most of all, I am really proud of our men's open team. Last year, I was appointed as a provincial leader of this national basketball training center. This league is designed to give all high school players with Filipino heritage a chance to be discovered and recruited, recruited in colleges or universities in the Philippines. This is the same league where Jalen Green had attended a couple of times. I immediately built a team with the leadership of Jomar Guaring. My man, Lenin Mangaron, is over there and David Sagan, nine months of hard work paid off. No one expect us to win, but we won against powerful and bigger Vancouver and Toronto. And because of that, our 80 new boys will be representing Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, to the Global Games in the Philippines in April 2023. Our sincere and great appreciation. Thank you guys. Thank you Basketball Manitoba for trusting and allowing our kids to continue developing their skills by participating in the provincials, nationals, and now some of them are playing in some colleges or universities in Canada and US. Thank you Basketball Manitoba for trusting our capable and dedicated coaches. And I do hope that more coaches to develop in your program. I also want to thank the Basketball Manitoba Hall of Fame directors for recognizing our contributions in the community. I also want to thank the people that supported me ever since Mr. Larry Vicar over there, Mr. Derek Dabi over there, and all those three tables, and all the coaches that represented Winnipeg in the Filipino basketball tournament in North America. I want to thank you all. I also want to thank all the parents that trusted their kids to our program. And lastly, I am so honored and humbled and I share this honor with my people over there that continue to support me 110%. The Philippine Basketball Association will not be here if it wasn't for all of you who dedicate your time volunteering for the Winnipeg community. Our children and grandchildren are are not able to make it here today, but they were here last year. And they are watching live right now from Calgary. Again, Basketball Manitoba, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the first time I actually dressed like this since I got married. So, so I thought maybe this is a very, very special event. So I thought uh, I dressed up nicely tonight.
4: As you walked in here tonight, what kind of emotions, memories start forming? You
14: know, wow, I go, wow, am I here? I'm looking at these people that are really tall. I know they are got to do with basketball. And I'm walking in, and the shortest guy, I feel so, I, feel so, I can't explain. I'm, I'm so happy to be here.
0: You who are as old as I am might remember a uh, baseball manager by the name of Leo Deroshe. He had many quotes, but one of the quotes Leo supposedly uh, said many a time was, nice guys finish last. Well, Ray Hurd definitely disproves that statement. You can't meet a nicer guy than Ray Hurd. Some do what they do with a lot of hoopla. Some do it quietly with a little fanfare. That describes Ray Hurd. He has contributed a great deal to basketball in the Westman region and did it all quietly, except the odd time when he got mad at the referees. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ray Hurd.
4: Ray Hurd was driven to grow the game. First got down he
7: says, well, Bill, you're gonna to have to get your bus driver's license. I said, what do you mean? Uh, he says, well, you know, we don't have a bus driver who wants to drive two hours to Verdon, watch four hours of basketball and drive two hours back. So that's what he would do, he would get the school bus and then drive over to wherever we had to go. So it was things like that, that he did to make sure that the kids had the opportunity.
4: Heard's coaching career spanned over two decades, dedicating the majority of that time to bring basketball into the spotlight in Killarney.
6: I think from a basketball standpoint was teamwork, getting people to work together on a basketball team, you have some star players, you have some non-star players. He, he didn't treat anybody any differently. Everybody got the same attention, the same care when they were taught. When it came to my personal life, he set a very good example.
4: Was a basketball official and established the highly successful Shamrock Classic Tournament, which invited teams from outside Western Manitoba to take part.
8: You know, as a student, you don't really realize at the time, right? Like how much time people are putting in. But when you think about the amount of teams he would coach, two, three teams at a time, and you have practices, games, tournament times, weekends, like a tremendous amount of volunteer hours. In
4: 1982, his Killarney Raiders were crowned 2A Varsity Girls Provincial High School Champions in 1986. Heard was honored as Manitoba's Coach of the Year.
7: Southwest Manitoba, he was the go-to guy. He just went after it and got kids so much involved that it was a tremendous uh, growth
4: of basketball in Southwest Manitoba, and he was the main guy responsible. We are proud to induct Ray Heard as a member of the Class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: coached high school, we played in the Killarney tournament many times, and it was one of the highlights of our season. I still think I'm undefeated in the old gym. (laughs) Ray is here tonight with his wife Peggy, daughter Carmen, and many other friends. I'd like to call forward Bill Moody, who uh, is a longtime friend and colleague and also an honoured member of our Hall of Fame, to make the official presentation to the newest member of our Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame, Ray Hurd.
11: I had to follow Manny. (laughs) I've got my Chris Farley sports coat on, I can't get the button closed, and I hope I can, uh, I'm a little off right now, so just give me a minute to get uh, collected. I had um, a very good friend just a short while ago, Don Taylor, and many of you know, um, he offered to come to the induction tonight and play his bagpipes, and piped me up to the stage here before the speech. And then when the speech was over, to pipe me back down to the table. I told him, I don't think that's a good idea, Don. Uh, You know, if you start playing that curling song that they play at the Briars and curling bonds fields, people are going to be on their feet stomping and yelling, screaming, throwing buns around. So uh, I would cut into that three minutes that I'm supposed to take to make the speech tonight. So he agreed, and we just left it at that. Uh, About a year and a half, oh, before I do that... I, uh, I know it's long overdue, but because of the delays in this, uh, this evening, I'd like to take the opportunity to, uh, to thank the selection committee. Uh, to be recognized for, for hard work, dedication, and contribution to rural basketball is a tremendous honour, and I, and I want to thank you. About a year and a half ago, uh, Peggy and I were sitting out on our patio during happy hour, and we got a phone call from Ross Wedlake to, uh, to uh, inform us that uh, I was going to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Well, that was just wonderful news. It was something I, re- I really wasn't expecting. But we extended happy hour a little further and we talked about, about the, a lot of the memories we had over the years. And um, in the days that followed, I, I started reliving a lot of the past. You know, it was a long time ago when I stopped coaching, so it was a little difficult to remember some of the things from the past. It was even difficult to remember what golf scores I had the week before. But, uh, but the one thing that kept popping up when I was reliving the past is all the people that I met over the years. And uh, there are some tremendous memories there. And tonight I'd like to thank some of those people because they were um, very important in this journey Um, over the years I first want to thank the people in Killarney you know we were there for I was there for you know about 16 years and um, the people there were just wonderful the the, the parents, the kids I coached, uh, the community people um, it was just a wonderful experience um, working in Killarney and, and coaching all those years I, I, for some reason there was people popped into my head and one of them was, and Bill Moody might remember this, was a fellow by the name of Don Parker who, uh, who was the head of the transportation department in Killarney. He convinced me to get my bus driver's license, which turned out to be a good thing because uh, I got to be able to drive the school bus and it saved us a lot of money on our trips. And, but I don't know if there's a highway in Manitoba that we haven't traveled on when we, with our junior teams and our senior teams, et cetera. But it was a great place, and it was also a place where I met my wife, a place where our two daughters were born. So we all have a lot of nice memories there. So I'd like to thank all the people at Killarney for the wonderful time we had there. Another person I'd like to thank is Jerry Hemmings, Not just because of the, the tremendous basketball that we saw at Brandon University. I mean, it was just great on a Friday-Saturday night to head to the BU gym and... and um, you know, watch those games and watch the best team in Canada play basketball. But Jerry spent a lot of time going out into the rural areas taking his teams on um, uh, for clinics, taking his teams for end of squad games. He was genuinely interested in in what was going on in rural Manitoba. I, I really appreciated to Jerry when uh, I got home from a tournament on the weekend and he'd phone 11 o'clock at night just wondering how things went. And when we got off the phone at 12 o'clock, I realized that Jerry really does care. Another person I would like to thank is, uh, is Dwayne White, who's here tonight, came all the way from Swan River. We took education together, and we both had this dream about going off into our communities once we started teaching and, and develop a broad basketball program and do the best we could. And over the years, you know, sitting on the opposite end of canoes and fishing along the Pine River and the Duck Mountains, we talked basketball, we pushed each other and tried to come up with different ways of improving our team, improving our tournaments, and I think in the early days, we really fed off each other, and um, I was so happy a few years back, well, it's about 15 years now, when Duane was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, but I think uh, anybody that knows Duane knows that enthusiasm, that zest, and I, I sort of got caught in that draft in all those years, so Whitey, thanks for being here tonight. Morris Glimcher, um, I first met Morris in, I was, believe it was 1975, he'd just become executive director, Gladwin Scott had invited him out to uh, to our zone meeting, and um, Morris probably won't tell you this, but uh, he got lost on the way out to Hartney. Um, I think it was his first time outside the perimeter, so he was a little, dis- <laughs> he was a little disoriented, but I think from that point on, we became friends, and we've been friends ever since, and um, he became a real champion of of those of you that that work out in the rural area, he became a real champion for the people out there. And I remember, um, there's a lot of times I went to him with ideas, you know, how come nobody's doing rankings for the rural people, the rural teams, and he says, do you want to do it? I says, who's seating the provincials? He says, do you want to do it? And this went on and on. And, and so I did a lot of those things. I put a lot of motions into AGM. But he was always there. To, he always believed in me. He always supported me. And um, uh, that, that, was, that was just tremendous. But one other thing I want to thank Morris for is the clinic that he put on way back in, um, I'm not sure what it was, late 70s, I think it was, with Bobby Knight and uh, John Kutnikoff. Everybody was all uh, gaga about Bobby Knight, but I I was just so impressed with this uh, Kudnikoff. He he believed in meditation and dance and ballet, and and a lot of people were shaking their heads, but uh, uh, I just thought that clinic was one of the best clinics I'd ever been at. And uh, I remember Brent Graham getting chased down the floor by Bobby Knight, and then he's out there dancing ballet to Candyman. And a true story, I was somewhere, and I don't know where it was, but uh, in a mall somewhere, and Candyman came over the music system. And I'm not kidding, I was that far away from starting to do some dance with Candyman, doing the defensive shuffle, et cetera. Some other people. Another. Some other people I like to thank are are Bill and Linda Moody. Um, Bill and Linda have been friends of ours for almost 50 years now, and I want to thank them for playing a big role in and uh, for making this evening happy f- happen for me. Back in the uh, mid 70s, we needed a basketball coach down at Clarney, so I lobbied like heck to, to try to get Bill down to Clarney. He really wanted to come, and he came and refed a lot and. Uh, uh, he really enjoyed Clarny. We finally got him down there and he took over the boys program um, and did a wonderful job. We had a great relationship. He was a great ref and so we always had a refing problem down there. He, he started the, uh the girls games along with one of our local guys. So it really helped me out and I'd ref the boys games with one of our local guys. So it really worked out well. But in all those years, we got along so well, but there was one flaw in all those years one time, I coached over 50 teams, and in all all those years, I only had one technical foul. You'll never guess who I got it from. (laughs) Bill Moody. (laughs) It was a game we were playing Brandon, and uh, one of the Brandon teams, and it was one of my players went to take a shot, and she got mugged, the ball dribbled over to the corner, and there was no call. So as he was running by, I said, uh, does she normally shoot like that? He stopped giving me a technical foul. Oh, I, was, I was just aghast. So when there was a break in the action, I said, uh, Bill, what was that all about? And he says, I don't like anybody talking to me early in the game. And I said, you mean if that was at the end of the game, you wouldn't have given me a technical? And he says, yep. I says, well, what about that guy there? He's jumping up and down. That was the other coach. Eh, ah, never mind. Anyway, a short while later, he gave the other guy a technical foul. That poor guy didn't know what he, he got a call for. He's standing there like this, and he's probably giving a speech somewhere at night saying he only had one technical foul his entire career, and, and it was some guy from Clarny. that would give it to him. But, but anyway. Um, and I'd like to just more or less finish up. There's one person I want to thank. It's my wife, Peggy. But I would uh, I'd just like to do the small story, which has been in my head often over the years. In 1982, uh, we played in the provincial final against uh, Hamiota. That's when they had Beth Cochrane. It was going to be a barn burner, and we knew that right from the get-go. And with about a little less than a minute to go, we tied the game up 55-all. They came down the floor. We set up a half-court trap. We stole the ball. Called a timeout. It was at that moment that a phone rang in the hallway of Filmflong Collegiate. A young kid who was watching through the gym door ran back and answered the phone. It turned out it was uh, one of our parents, Mrs. Hartwell. She wanted to know who won the game between Hameon and Killarney. She said, uh, or the kid said, well, it's it's all tied up and there's less than a minute to go. And she says, young man, don't you dare hang up that phone. You just let it dangle. and When the game is over, come back and tell me who won. So anyway, the game, he, he went back and watched the game. We whittled the, the game down to the last seconds, took a shot, and scored at the buzzer. And we won the game. He ran back to the, to the phone and told Mrs. Hartwell. She said, thank you. Hung up the phone, went to the closet, got her coat on, went and uh, got into her car, drove downtown. Now in Clarney, that doesn't take very long. <laughs> went to the liquor commission, bought a bottle of champagne, went over to our house in Clarney, knocked on the door, and Peggy said, come on in. And uh, when she got in there, she had a look around, and there was Peggy, our two daughters, making cookies. Well, they were four years old and six years old at the time. The kitchen was a disaster. There were flour here, pots there. It was a complete disaster. She took a look around, and she says, I think you deserve this, and went over and (laughs) plopped it in the middle of the table. That story has... uh, has been in my mind all the time, and um, I want to thank Peggy for for sharing all those memories this year, and, and thank her for for being so supportive. Um, I was away an awful lot in these years, and uh, I want to thank her for being there and supporting supporting me all those years. Um, as I mentioned, Peggy and I were were um, sitting out on the uh, patio in Mesa, and uh, this was after um, Ross's phone call. We were there for quite a while, and so I said to Peggy, "I said, uh, so what do you think, Peg? What do you think of all this about this nomination to the Baseball Hall of Fame?" And, and Peg said, "Well, it's about time." Said, and so we extended happy hour another another hour. But anyway, thank you very much, and uh, it, it, this is a lovely evening. Thank you.
4: We are proud to induct Ray Hurd as a member of the class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
11: I've seen a lot of friends here that I haven't seen for a long time. And there's some people come from a long way out of town to be here tonight and uh, that's really special.
7: I don't know if it's emotional or just uh, happy to see a person that puts so much time into the game to to do that. And, and, And I nominated him because He deserved it as much as anybody that's been involved in the game of basketball.
0: Our next inductee comes from the community of Winkler. Winkler is one of the fastest growing communities in Manitoba, and I believe it's now the fourth largest community in Manitoba. It's best known as the economic hub of southern Manitoba and a producer of great farmer sausage. John Claussen helped put Winkler on, and Garden Valley Collegiate on the basketball map. Ladies and gentlemen, this is John Claussen.
4: The final game on the sidelines for John Claussen almost never was.
9: I went through some health issues, and I didn't even think I could finish the last year coaching. And I had a team that I thought would go all the way, which we almost did, because I was worried I wouldn't be able to be up to the task to benefit these kids. My son, he looks at me, he says, dad you've been my coach the whole time you're not you're not quitting and he stormed out of the room.
4: (laughs) In 2004 Claussen guided the Garden Valley Zodiacs to a runner-up finish for the 4A Varsity Boys High School Provincial Championship it was the end of a legendary coaching run that spanned two decades. He could run some some pretty tough practices and and you would uh feel good that that you made it through and and
2: some of that can be carried on to life is when it gets a little bit tough that you just know a little bit how
4: to handle it because you've practiced a few things with adversity and toughness in a game so hopefully in real life and and that carries with you before moving up to the 4a level clausen and the zodiacs captured the 3a title three times including two in a row in 1992 and 93. in 1990 history was made as the zodiacs won their first ever 2a championship and clausen was named coach of the year
11: that first provincials and and those teams prior to those first provincials even kind of set the bar for for winkler basketball and and he is the main reason for that
4: clausen made contributions to growing the sport at the grassroots level establishing the winkler minor basketball association it started from humble beginnings in 1993.
6: Start off just in a small gym at J.R. Walkoff, just one gym. Then over the years, it evolved to the point where we needed to use multiple gyms, like as many as four or five different gyms in an evening. So it's something that started as like maybe an hour, once or twice a week, has grown into this large kind of phenomenon that happens every
4: spring. We are proud to induct John Clausen as a member of the class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: I'll just read you one quote that was on the nomination for John Classen. It says, he changed the lives of athletes he coached and a great many of them have spent significant time giving back to the game they learned to love under John's tutelage. That's a true builder. He retired from teaching and worked for a while at the Winkler Senior Center, where he retired not too long ago. I hear when he was there, he was the unofficial pickleball king of Winkler. I don't know if that's true or not. Is there a pickleball Hall of Fame? (laughs) Anyway, John is here tonight with his wife, Karen, and sons, Brent and Warren, and many friends and ex-players. I would now like to call forward uh, Walter Giesbrecht, a good friend and a colleague of John's for many years to make the presentation to the newest member of our Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame, John Klassen.
9: Hello everyone. <clears throat> I am uh, so honoured and so humbled to be here. This is something that was never on my radar screen. It's not even something I dreamed or hoped for. And uh, I, I got to ask you, you know there's 26 John Clausens in Winkler, right? <laughs> you're, you're sure you got the right one. I'd like to thank uh, Walter for nominating me and uh, putting all that hard work into that and, and appreciate it. I'd like to also thank Walter and John and Zach and um, Smitty and Lepke, all coached with me. Fantastic coaches, fantastic people and one heck of a ride. Thanks guys. I'd like to mostly thank my wife, Karen, and my boys, Brent and Warren. Um, I lived the dream, I look back what I had for a career, and I couldn't, couldn't have planned or hoped for a better, better life. I lived the dream, but those three, they made all the sacrifices. Um, Karen would haul the kids around from uh, tournament to tournament and she'd do double duty with uh, taking care of the boys. And the boys, their childhood was in the gymnasium, uh, come with me with, to practices and stuff. In fact, it was Warren and Brent that started minor basketball, not me. Um, They just invited some of their grade three and four uh, classmates, and we did a few drills and skills, and mostly played, and after a little while, half of Winkler wanted in. So uh, We also did the same thing for minor basketball. If it wouldn't have been for Warren and Brent, there wouldn't have been any minor basketball or or minor soccer. I'd also like to show, or say my appreciation to the players I've had. I've had some fantastic people, some gifted, and uh, they're so hardworking. And they'll be the first ones to tell you that, by the way, that no other team worked harder than we did. And that's probably true, because I told them that. Um, uh, They also proved it. But uh, anytime I see them, I just, I don't even have to talk to them, I just say hi, and it, just a warm feeling comes when I get to see them, and it's just such an appreciation to get to know them. Basketball is about relationships. Basketball, uh, to me, is about getting to know people, and these athletes that I had, and there's a number of them here, they shocked the heck out of me, um, but I, I'm so proud that I can call you my friend, not just my player. Um, and I'd like to shout out uh, to my coaches. I had, uh, especially uh, Dan Giesbricht, Don Bell, that um, supported me in high school. I came from a very poor family, 10 kids, um, and a very rough household. Uh, all the males in my family, except for myself, ended up doing time in jail. My sanctuary was the gym and sports and Don and Dan, thanks Don, they supported me through this. In fact, Don was the one person who went to bat for me and got me an athletic scholarship at the University of North Dakota. If it wasn't for Don, I wouldn't even be here. Thanks Don. I'm gonna leave you a little story with Don, about Don. I was in high school, we were at an athletic event in Winnipeg. Um, As always, on the way home, we'd stop at a restaurant to get something to eat. As always, I didn't have any money. And uh, Don says, oh, I'm gonna order you a plate of fries. Well, I argued with him, but he ordered it anyways. I turned to him and I told him, Mr. Bell, you know I can't pay you back. Why do you do it? He says to me, John, someday, somebody is gonna need some help. You can repay that way. I am still paying off that plate of fries.
0: John Classic.
9: When I see my players and my friends start showing up and I didn't even know they were coming, I thought I was just gonna be here by myself. That starts, one of my old coaches is here, my players, my buddies, that, then it starts becoming a little too emotional, and now I don't know, have to digest this a little bit.
4: What was, the, to you, for you, what was the most rewarding part of this whole of this well, thing, John?
9: Boy, hard to say. I guess it just shows the appreciation of people for basketball and what a wonderful community it is to be involved in basketball and all the people that like basketball is all about relationships and people. Sports is just the, you know, the icing. The rest is all all about the great people that you meet.
0: We often hear in a sport about what we call coaching trees. It's often a term you hear with NFL football. You know, that a head coach and assistant coaches move on and whatever. But uh, these are coaches who developed under the tutelage, tutelage of another. I think I'm right in saying that Randy Cassano may have the largest coaching tree of anyone in Manitoba. He has tutored, assisted, mentored, advised, counseled, and guided more coaches than just about anybody in Manitoba. As they say, he has done it all. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Randy Cassano.
4: Randy Cassano has constantly walked into the winner's circle
15: with a consistent way of handling success. Just be a good person. And then the, you know the, the, the word respect came in, respect yourself. teammates, your coaches, the officials, your parents.
4: Cassano became a national university champion in 1976,-77 with the Manitoba Bisons, and a lifetime of future riches would follow as a coaching icon.
3: He tells you how it is, but at the
15: same time he nurtures that, those moments where he needs to, right? And uh, he makes you hear what you want to hear at all times, right? whether it's the bad or good. You know, and, and, and that's what's wonderful
7: about Randy, uh, and, you know, and, and, and you feed off of that. The energy that he that, that he, he possesses and, and, and gives, and the knowledge, right, like that makes you want to play,
3: right, and it give you that confidence to play.
4: For over three decades, Cassano led the Oak Park Raiders with his Varsity Boys program capturing three 4A provincial High School titles. In 2007, he was named Manitoba High School's Athletic Association Coach of the Year and in 2016 was inducted into the MHSAA Hall of Fame.
10: Even before I was there, his status was already already legendary. Like Everyone talks so highly about him and like the respect is just there already, right? Like you walk into the gym, you gotta listen to this guy. I know there's a lot of coaches that are like that, but you talk about uh, Mr. Gasano anywhere, Everyone knows about him, I think at least, everyone I've
4: talked to. Cassano has guided provincial teams to national events and also assisted at his alma mater, where he helped mentor both the men's and women's basketball teams at the U of M. With an already stellar resume, he adds another accolade that is long overdue. Honestly, when I heard,
0: I, I thought he's already in the Hall of Fame. They told me, yeah, I said, well, he's not in already, like, because, yeah, he's been around forever and done so
9: many good things in the world of basketball.
4: We are proud to induct Randy Cassano as a member of the Class of 2021 into the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: There's only one problem, maybe, with the induction of Randy Cassano into our Hall of Fame and that's because up to now the debate has been who's the shortest member of our Hall of Fame? (laughs) Mike Spack or Jaime Fox? Now that debate is even more complicated. (laughs) But we're very very proud to induct Randy tonight. He's here with his wife Andy, his daughter Mika, his sister Gail and his brother Don and many friends and colleagues and ex-players and just about all of his teammates from the 1976 Championship University of Manitoba Bisons were back there. Uh, so there's lots of support here, and as we said, his coaching tree continues to grow. I'd like to call forward Darren Klopick, who is a longtime colleague and coach with Randy, to make the official presentation to the newest member of our Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame, Randy Cassano.
15: long night. Hang in there for me. Uh, Looking back at over 50 years of playing and coaching basketball, I had a lot of support along the way. Tonight, I'd like to celebrate and thank many of those individuals. I'm getting a little emotional. It starts with all all the wonderful coaches that I've had. Dennis Alvestad and Ron Koski were the two gentlemen who introduced me to this wonderful game when I was in junior high. I couldn't have asked for two better people to get me started. My good fortune continued into high school uh, at Lawn Collegiate where I was coached by Dennis Wilson. Uh, Dennis Wilson, and uh, just to show you how lucky I was, Dennis Wilson and Dennis Alvsted were both inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame a few years back. And Ron Kosky was my inspiration to become a teacher. Wonderful guys. At the University of Manitoba, I had Don Hunter, Dave Gus, and John Gerben as my uh, coaches for the junior and senior bisons. After university, I was coached by Jim Bullock Sr. and John Lavin. All five of these gentlemen are in the Basketball Hall of Fame as builders or team members. I'd like to thank all of them for being such great coaches and treating me so well. I'm so lucky to have uh, great teammates and managers uh, during all my career. Uh, none more so than the 1976 Bison team and Nick Led-In. These guys have supported me from my playing days till the time I retired from teaching. I want to thank all of them for their never-ending support. Many of them are here tonight uh, with their wives, uh, supporting me once again. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank, uh, there's a, a group of people from the Winnipeg uh, Pollen's team from years back uh, in the 1950s. And the reason why I'm bringing them up is that uh, they uh, provide a league for us. This is a Winnipeg Junior Men's League uh, back when I uh, graduated from high school. And without that league, uh, a lot of players like me who weren't good enough to move on, uh, were able to play for another three years. I'd like to thank uh, these people that come to mind, Ralph Watts, Whitey Carlson, Frank Correlli, Ken Kellis, Don Kerr, and uh, Sid Glines, uh for providing that opportunity for me. Thank you to Jaime Fox who got me into coaching, another Hall of Famer. He was the perfect mentor for me. He was really smart, very, very funny, and most importantly of all, really short. I could, I could talk to Jaime eye-to-eye, he was awesome, thank you Jaime. I started teaching um, uh, at, at, in 1976 at, at a brand new Oak Park High School. My dream was to develop a basketball program comparable to those coached by Bill Wedlake, Gary Grubert, Dave Gus, Nick LePing and, and of course Dale Bradshaw. It was hard work and I made the, and I worked really hard on my own for a while. And then I made the best basketball decision of my coaching career by convincing a young Darren Klapik to leave John Taylor Collegiate to come coach with me at Oak Park. My most enjoyable coaching experiences were coaching with Darren. We had a blast together and he was a game changer. We coached many teams together, provincial, uh, regional, candidate games, but our pride and joy was the Oak Park Raiders varsity boys basketball team. I wanna thank all those young men we were fortunate enough to coach. It was an honor and a privilege to coach all of you guys. I'd also like to thank Murray Brown, uh, who became the varsity girls coach at Oak Park for all his help and support during my time at Oak Park. After retiring in 2010, I joined the University of Manitoba, uh, coaching staff for several years. I want to thank uh, Colleen Dufresne, Michelle Sung, and Kirby Schaap for their support. It really helped me adjust to my um, retired life. I'd also like like to thank Rick Southfield for giving me uh, the opportunity to coach at the university level. Uh, in previous years, it was greatly appreciated. During the past seven years, I've co- continued to coach uh, with basketball in Manitoba as a, as a staff member. I'd like to thank Adam Wedlake, Tiffany Peep, and a huge thanks to Dan Becker for all his help. He's been wonderful, thank you Dan. Uh, I wanna thank my, uh, my family, uh, my parents, my brothers and sisters, who've always been there for me. And uh, last of all, uh, you know, basketball takes a, a lot of work, a lot of time. Uh, every sport does, but uh, lots of practices, lots of games, lots of tournaments. Uh, and that means time away from home. Um, that means uh, absentee, absentee, husband and father. And um, those of you who coach know what I'm talking about. Uh, I have to, I had the most wonderful wife who has supported me through all this time. And uh, I just love her so much and want to thank her. And uh, three awesome daughters, uh, Mika, Marla, and Marissa, who have given me unconditional support through all my time in coaching. Uh, How unselfish. Uh, And they did this because they know that it made me happy. And I I love them. Uh, I want to thank them with all my heart. Thank you very much. Thank you. These gentlemen are in the basketball. Famous builders or team members. I like to fly under the radar, so this is a little overwhelming. But uh, yeah, it's pretty stressful, actually. I find uh, some people handle it really well. I don't.
4: What are you going to say in your speech?
15: A lot of thank yous. I mean, I I had a lot of help. I really did. I'm not I'm not just saying that. Uh, you'll see by the names I bring up, they're like the who's who in the Hall of Fame already, and uh, a lot of those people were my coaches and teachers. So I'll be thanking them.
4: When you first picked up a basketball someone would have said, hey, someday you'll be in the Hall of Fame.
15: No way. <laughs> it would have been absolutely no way. I mean, five foot nothing, uh, you know, no, no, not a chance.
0: Thank everybody for coming this evening. We have the room till quite late. There's a lot of pictures that can be taken. Uh, We'd like to take some pictures of some of the inductees too. The bar will be open again. Uh, We hope to be gathering again here in 2024. The winners of the various prizes uh, will be posted. We'd like to thank all of the uh, prize donors uh, that uh, contributed things here tonight. Adam will be putting up the numbers. You can come and claim them where? at the prize table over there. I have to bring you a ticket to prove uh, that you are actually the winner. Uh, Thank you all very much for a great evening, and again, congratulations to all the inductees. Thank you very much.